0: So if you have the right attitude and the right spirit, and you're convinced of what you're doing, and believe in the product, goods or services that you're selling, uh, and you're down to the what we call the short rows in selling, it's now either you know fish or cut bait, as we'd say down home. The prospect has now got to make a decision. You've told your story. You've represented yourself honestly and fairly with great enthusiasm and professionalism. And when you ask for the order. If your conviction is strong enough and you really have love involved in your life, you will be pulling for that person to buy for their benefit. That's pure love.
1: Welcome to The Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance. In this show, we're talking about selling for love or out of love. I'll explain a couple examples here. Ever seen a great movie that just wowed you? It made you feel great. You just wanted everyone to experience it and benefit from it like you did. And you told everybody about it. Second example, imagine you have a loved one who's dying from a rare disease. Your beloved spouse or a parent And you divinely meet someone who had the same issue, but found an alternative treatment that's somewhat risky, but literally cured the issue and saved their life. And you went to your loved one and just fervently, unabashedly tried to sell them on doing it. You get the idea. In both cases, you were selling, though you never thought of it that way. You were simply caring for others and trying to help them out of love and and joy and just wanting to impart to them. Well, Zig Ziglar loves sales and he placed salespeople on a pedestal next to pastors, literally At least those who did it right, which is having a product or a service you truly know will serve people well and selling it to those who need it out of care and love and doing the things to help them purchase it, to help them buy the thing that they really need that would really help them not out of manipulation. And we talk about that in the show. Well, we listened to a clip from Zig, about a four minute clip that really drives this point home. And from it, I posted this question on Facebook. What do you sell that you feel is out of love for the person who really needs it? We, of course, got great responses and Tom Ziegler and I read through them and Tom shared so many great stories as we read through the comments about similar experiences he's had with people and that people have done so well selling out of true love. I think it'll really inspire and open some doors for you. I'll start with Zig's clip right after I share some great resources. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled-in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1-since-that-matters and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Okay, folks, here then is just a profound four-minute message from Zig Ziglar.
0: I lined it up, stroked it as well as I know how to stroke a put, and just like it had eyes, it dove in the bottom of that cup. Before I reached down to pick it up, I looked at my son and I said, Now tell me the truth, Tom. Were you pulling for dad? My boy looked at me and very quietly, but very firmly, looked me right in the eye and said, Dad, I always pull for you. That's love. That's pure love. Well, we need more not only in Dallas, Texas, and Butte, Montana, and San Diego, California, and Orlando, Florida, but we need it in every home, in every business, in every corporation. It's needed all over the world. We especially need it in the world of selling. Not that we're any worse, because in my judgment, my experience tells me that in every area, the professional salesperson is head and shoulders above others, except the ministry. I've often said that our value should be higher than anybody's because we are trained to persuade and the con artist can persuade people to take action that is not in the best interest of that person. So if you have the right attitude and the right spirit and you're convinced of what you're doing and believe in the product, goods, or services that you're selling uh, and you're down to the, what we call the short rows in selling, it's now either you know fish or cut bait as we'd say down home. The prospect has now got to make a decision. You've told your story. You've represented yourself honestly and fairly with great enthusiasm and professionalism. And when you ask for the order... If your conviction is strong enough and you really have love involved in your life, you will be pulling for that person to buy for their benefit. That's pure love. That's what it's all about. You, you see, people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. And when you're pulling them to buy, you're pulling for them to buy because you know they will win when they buy. And we communicate with our feelings and our belief. They pick up on uh, your sincerity. Let me say it again. The minute you start to pull for them to buy for their benefit, at that moment, you become more professional, more effective, more loving, and you'll sell more. And you'll be able to go back and sell them again and again and again. And they'll be more than happy to send you to their friends and relatives. So when you put all of it together, you come to this absolute conclusion that the heart of your sales career is honesty, that E is ego and empathy, that A is attitude towards you, your prospects, and your profession, that R means you built that physical, mental, and spiritual reserve, and T means it's tough because love is the toughest thing in all. Pull for the customer to buy because that makes them the big winner. Because if you do, I will see you. And yes, I really do mean you, not just at the top. Hey, I'm gonna see you over the top.
1: Well, there you go friends, classic Zig Ziglar. So again, from the message, I posted this question on Facebook. What do you sell that you feel is out of love for the person who needs it? You can join these weekly questions and give your feedback by friending me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. I'd be honored to connect with you and get your feedback and thoughts. Well, here then, Tom and I talk through a bunch of your comments. All right, Tom. Well, putting selling and love in the same sentence is normal only to Ziggler, I think. And of course... Uh, That's why we, that's why we put it out there. And it's great to see so many people really do
2: resonate with
1: it. And it so elevates sales, just as you
2: guys always have. You know, I love that. Uh, I'll just tell a story. Uh, Years ago, we hired, I hired a lady named Jill. Uh, She's married now. Uh, Her married name is Jill Helwig. And dad nicknamed her the bear hunter because she closed the big deals. And after a while I knew she was going to be fantastic because she talked about her little customers. And when she, and she used the, the word little, like a term of endearment, yeah. like she, she was mama bear and these were her little customers. And by golly, uh, she was going to take care of them. Hmm. And, and so I just really felt uh, this love uh, that she had for everybody she came across. She wanted the best for them. And she was so uh, excited and proud of what we had to offer and how it changed lives. And so using selling and love in the same sentence is, is truly natural to the Ziegler. And whenever we would hire somebody, we would look for that connection.
1: Well, I'm hoping that this show and this message right here helps spark the love. In what people are selling a lot more because I posted this, you know, and I I always gauge how many responses we got back, and we got a lot here, but it wasn't the most. I thought we would get more, and I wondered if there's still people who are selling things they believe in, but they didn't put it in that terminology. So. Thus, thus the topic at hand. Well, Hey, I'll just start going through a little bit of these Scott Priestley. He sells purity rings, actually makes them. He says, these are silver rings that I make by hand with a floral embellishment that are engraved inside the band with purity enforcing statements chosen by the purchaser. Usually it's parents buying for their teen daughters with messages like you are his, uh, true love waits," put God first, etc. And it's at, he put his website, it's silverbearjewelryco.com, silverbearjewelryco.com. And if anybody's hearing that and you're wondering what's a purity ring, you can go look it up. But it's mainly looking, and it is, it's primarily, to, uh, has been historically towards girls to stay pure before, uh, until marriage. So it's a, it's a Christian-led uh, perspective on that for sure. But man, I,
2: that's, that's, that's a very love-filled product. Absolutely. And, you know, you can just uh, see the hope and the encouragement of a gift like that Oh my gosh, uh, when it's when it's done in the, you know, in the in the spirit in the right way. Uh, and then you get to engrave it. You know, how cool is that? Uh, one of the things I have on right now, I'm, for those of you who are listening, I'm actually showing Kevin on my camera because we're recording. This yeah, on. yeah. Yeah, I see it. Uh, this is dad's uh, wedding band that mom gave him. Oh, wow. So I'm wearing, uh, you know, mom passed away just a couple of months ago and uh, she'd had this and, you know, in her drawer uh, as a, you know, as a remembering dad. And so uh, I got it. And so now wow. my wife looked at that and said, you need to wear that. And how cool is you know, just kind of the value of yeah. the personal touch and yeah. something like that. So an engraved ring signifying so much. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing, you know, it's not an engraved ring to me, but it has that same sort of significance. That's
1: that's sweet. Scott, thanks for posting that. And again, it was silver bear jewelry, Um, well, Christie spring, she says, I don't consider it selling, but rather educating people in oxidative stress and the science of NRF2 activation. I didn't look that up to see what that was, but a health and wellness product. She said, I have a global health and wellness business around the world. Each time I share it with someone, it's out of a love to see people get well. It's truly possible to biohack your gene code. You know, I don't know if there's ever been a more fervent selling industry than the health wellness, uh, you know, of course we all know weight loss and I know gosh, through the years you guys have been involved in a lot of different companies, some of the multi-level marketing companies and, and whatnot, but that's probably where I see some of the most fervent people who, yeah, out they want to help people get well. Uh, it's probably one of the better scenarios of this type of a message. Love and selling is in the health and wellness industry. Cause it's so close to home to so many people.
2: You know, and it's one of those industries where if you, if you use the product yourself and you get results, it is just amazing how easy it is to talk about it. And then all you need is like one, one testimonial, you know, you, you turn somebody onto it, their whole life turns around and there's so many good products out there that do that. Um, And so the selling just becomes, you know, dad said that selling is a transference of feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that in the business that you are in with uh, uh, Dr. James and True life, mm-hmm. you know there is nothing really other than a you know for us and what we do and I love selling what we do because we're in the transformation business mm-hmm. we we help people transform mentally, physically, spiritually the whole nine yards but when you know but when somebody comes in and they're really suffering physically. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they've got some bad habits. They don't have the education. They didn't know what's available. And then you turn them on to something and they just replace that little bad habit with a little, and you see their whole life change around. It's, it's like their mental clarity comes back, their energy, their zest. And so I get it. I mean, what a powerful thing.
1: And that's what it should be. Yeah. I think the, where we've diluted is where we have people involved in Selling products and services that they are not that fervent about. And this show right here, I'm sure, will put a lot of people in, in a little discomfort because you find yourself in that place. I, you know, we, I, you could speak to that, Tom. I don't know that I have much to say. I mean, who who wouldn't want to be involved in selling something that they are passionate about? And yet we know a lot of people who get a job, a good job, a good job, good people, good company. But is it something that they're super passionate about? And a lot of times we hear, ah, you know, not not really. And there can be other benefits. Good, it can, it can be a great culture. So it's not that if you're an accountant somewhere or you're working somewhere with the company and the the product is not the you know, the next best thing since sliced bread to you, that that is all bad. I think you just need to gauge where you're at, what position you're at. Now, if you're literally on the front lines of selling, I don't know how you can do it effectively if you're not fully sold out to it yourself.
2: Right. And, and I was working with one of our guys, his name is Alan Colley. And, and, uh, he was talking about, he, he does, high, he sells, uh, he has his own business and they do kind of high end refrigeration. So think, uh, cooling and refrigeration for manufacturers, Mm -hmm. hospitals. I mean, big stuff, complicated stuff, uh, you know, chemicals and temperatures and, you know, you know, things that could be toxic if they're not handled right. And he's like, you know, my, my, um, my, my people, they're awesome, but they don't, they don't get the impact that they have, Mm. right. They're out making a sales call. Hey, can we come in And they don't get the impact because in their eyes, they're service technicians, right? They're just out there Hmm. providing a service. And I said, wait a second, Uh, people's health and lives are at stake. You know, if you do your job right, everybody gets to come to work today. And in a manufacturing environment, what happens if the plant shuts down and 500 people go home and they don't get a paycheck that day? I mean, there are lives at stake or in a hospital situation where they've got to keep the integrity of the you know, the the medicine there on place. And and if, if there's a problem, there's a big problem. And so sometimes you have to think a little bit beyond the physical thing that you're selling, like the service. And instead think about the benefits that what you're selling really brings to the community. Families get fed, um, lives are supported in a healthcare need. I mean, there's all kinds of things and so sometimes you think bigger and then you can get passionate about it. That is a good point, Tom. Cause yeah, I've known people involved, like say just like
1: that in a manufacturing arena where they're not, they don't even use the product. It's a commercial product. They don't use it themselves, but they believe in the company and the company's invested in the community and yada, yada. And they can see, uh, that thing that they can have pride in. So yeah, good, good
2: point. Well, yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just going to jump in, yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke at a Sandler uh, sales uh, meeting, and Sandler's the new partner with Ziegler, and they represent us into the corporate market. So in this room, we had about 25 of their sales professionals and trainers, and Sandler's is like the best in the world at going in and selling training into large companies. And in the room, we had some brand new people to Sandler who had been there for you know, literally weeks and others that had been there for over 10 years. And kind of the message I gave them was this when I was, uh, and I've told this before on the podcast, but when I was in my twenties, dad and I went to a Denny's late at night and a lady came over and served us. This was like 11 o'clock at night. And she was in her late sixties and pleasant lady. She got us her drinks. And as she walked off, dad looked at me, and shook his head and said, son, what a shame an insurance salesman didn't do his job. And I had no clue what he meant. And I said, I said, dad, what did you mean? And he said, well, think about this 30 years ago. I'm sure that this lady who's waiting on us and her husband were approached by an insurance salesman who offered them some sort of life insurance And if they had said yes, she wouldn't be working here right now because I can guarantee you that near 70, it's not her choice to work at 11 o'clock at night on a weekend at a restaurant like this. Yeah. And you could just see this whole room of of the, these experts, salespeople uh, who sell training, who sell people on how to sell more effectively. You could just see their shoulders pull back at the really the, the moral justification of, wow, what a proud profession that we're in. If we are in sales and we have a product or service that benefits the customer, we should get excited about it. We should love it because their families and lives at stake. And that's why I love this whole idea of love and sales going hand in hand. Absolutely.
1: Well, Hey, this is a perfect one along those lines. Mark uh, Palante, I'm going to say his name. He says waterproofing, his business is waterproofing, mold remediation, and structural repairs. We are a family-owned and operated company, and I pride myself in helping people resolve these said issues. It's so humbling to meet someone whose children are getting sick from mold or who has standing water or flooding issues in their basement and take all that away and leave them a clean, healthy home. Perfect. That's the guy I want working on my house. That's right. That's, there.
2: Right. That's yeah. right. You know, dad used to, when we would go to the ice cream store, uh, he would say, you know, he, first he, he'd kind of tease. He'd say, what kind of, you know, vanilla chocolate chip ice cream do you have? <laughs> you know, he just told him what he wanted. And so they would chuckle and everything and he'd go, well, I want, you know, I want two scoops. And as they would grab the scooper, he would say, before you scoop that, let me ask you a question do you like ice cream? And of course they're working there and they would say, Oh yeah, I love ice cream. And then dad would say, okay, scoop it like you're scooping it for yourself. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. And and so Mark, I mean, you know what, when you repair the home like your kids are going to live there, man, that's what, that's what selling's all about. Oh man. And when I hear a family business, uh, family owned and operated, Somebody who's got legs in the community, you know, some stability there man. that's even more, uh, you know, that's even, uh, more justification. So, wow. What a, what a testimony there. I love it.
1: Yep. That's perfect. Uh, Melissa, she says, uh, she sells, uh, trendsetting clothing and accessories to help women look and feel fabulous. I love helping women find fashionable outfits that make them feel good, not just look good. I mean, it reminds me of the old, I should have pulled it up too. So I could do it justice. Maybe, you know, the story and you can, the story about the, th- the three bricklayers. uh, you know, it's the kid, ask them what, what they do. And the first guy said, you know, I, I, I lay bricks and uh, the second guy said, here, he asked the guy, what are you doing? And he says, I, you know, I'm, I'm building a wall and asked the third guy and he says, I am creating a cathedral. I'm creating a place I mean, it's such a different perspective. They're doing the same thing, but who do you want? Kind of like back to Mark, who do you want helping you? And so Melissa, uh, and I actually, I saw her, looked at her page. I looked at some of these folks page and she loves what she does. She loves, she has a passion for helping women look good and feel good. Don't you want that as opposed to somebody who just knows how to sell you a size medium pair of women's jeans?
2: Yeah. You know, and so what she, what you're really selling, Melissa is, is you're selling confidence, Mm -hmm. right? You're selling credibility. You're, you're selling, you know, all the, the, you know, a great wardrobe looking good. It blends over to everything. It helps with relationships. It helps open doors that you didn't know were there. I've, I was uh, on the phone, a a lady had called in and she was interested in our Ziegler certification. And I said, what do you do? And she said, I'm a hairstylist. And I go, wow, that's awesome. Tell me about it. And she told me about how she grew her business. And she said, you know, when I first started, I had an hour long appointment and I would spend 50 minutes cutting the hair and then 10 minutes kind of wrapping it up and they would leave. She said, but my business took off when instead I spent 30 minutes cutting the hair. And then I spent the last 30 minutes showing them how they could style and fix the hair on their own to get Mm. the maximum look. Mm. And, you could just, the tone of her voice changed as she realized that and I said, well, Hey, I bet your referrals went through the roof. And she said, they did. And I said, yeah, that's because you've now put yourself in their seat. Right. And, and you know, you figured out what their biggest frustration is. We can all look good walking out of the of the salon, right. Out of the barbershop. It's two days later when we got to fix it where the real impact comes. And so, when we, if we want to love selling, we need to envision what's going to be different in that person's life mm-hmm. when they figure out how to do it right. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, just that term, gosh, I think it was Shaleen uh, uh, Johnson who I interviewed and she talked about in her own career really looking at the opportunities she chooses and asking herself, what does she want to feel as a result of this you know, decision of this opportunity? And I, I am so enamored by that in this, you just kind of flipped it. You know, what do you want the person, the receiving person from your product or service purchase? What do you want them to feel? Oh, it's such a powerful way to look at it. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Amber Hendrickson, she says, uh, eggs and home delivery. We provide the best life we can for our birds, which is our duty to our animals, as well as we provide the most nutritious and tasty eggs to our customers. We go above and beyond by uh, with free by free ranging the birds, mixing our own non-GMO grain feed, which is lacto fermented for best nutrition for the birds, and grow fodder and mealworms for them to keep them as close to natural as possible for us. It's a lot of extra labor for us, but we believe our customers deserve the best quality and taste possible with a little taste of nostalgia with our home delivery, just like the milkman. Uh, people trust us to feed their families and we take immense pride in that. I, I, I totally feel Amber, uh, on that. That's who I want to buy my eggs and serve my family. And that's the kind of stuff that is, is that there's more and more opportunity for a perspective like that as we get into this continued just industrial food and buying your faceless, nameless, hormone-laden eggs at Walmart where people are getting used to. That's not the best food and nutrition for my family. And so looking for places like this, and these are the kind of businesses that are going through the roof right now. And I, I want to buy from Amber.
2: I do too. And I just got back from the U.K. and I was down uh, on the coast there ashford uh england just outside of london and then i went down to height which is kind of a coastal town on on the channel and of course the english are famous for their english breakfast Mm. and so i said well i want three three fried eggs with my breakfast and so kevin i'm showing you the picture of them right now that does not look like an american egg man no look at the color of those yolks. yeah that is dark rich yolk it's a dark, rich yolk. And so uh, our friends in, in Europe are a little bit ahead of us, I think, on uh, some of the food quality. Yeah. Uh, the 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 eggs and things like that are, are much more likely to be locally raised, free range. They're eating crickets and bugs and mealworms and the things that the chickens will eat. And it just made me realize that uh, how a, a little difference can make such a huge difference. The nutritional value in the two, are incredible. And then I, I think also when, you know, she said uh, duty, a duty to our animals, mm. um, you know, when is it ever right to um, not do the best you can for the, the stewardship, what God's given you. Mm. And so I love that. I love that approach. We should all do more. One of our, uh, Grant Estrada is uh, one of our uh, ZLCers and he's got cooling farms and outside of Is it Baton Rouge? I could be getting it wrong near New Orleans. Anyway, they do all this. I mean, I'm constantly watching him on Facebook, how they raise the livestock and, and do it all naturally. And they go the extra mile. Uh, And I just, I love that. Anytime you can do that. And, and you know what the, the food there, it's better to begin with, but because you know, the love that went into it, Mm -hmm. it's just like eating at your grandma's when Mm -hmm. it's handmade. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's different. Your appreciation goes up and that increases the
1: quality of health all around. uh, No doubt. Well, here, John Chambers, he says, uh, the answer to the question is everything. Everything I sell, uh, I love. Otherwise, I wouldn't be selling it and neither should you no love, no permanent sale, a uh, sales, a transference of feelings. As Zig Ziglar says, he says, he heard about a speech by mother Teresa in San Diego. And after a two hour presentation on leadership, she was next. And all she said is know them and to love them. Uh, and the story got a standing ovation, um, help people get what they really want. And sales takes care, uh, takes care of itself. And, you know, one thing on this, that John's testimony you know, brought me to think about when we talk about sales and we talk about the strategies of sales, which there are strategies. I mean, hopefully you're doing it out of caring for somebody and help them overcome some of the objections they have, some fears and concerns to help them get what they truly need. It's not about, and it's just, we, we can't do a thing on sales without talking about that. It's not about manipulating them to get something that they don't want. And I wanted to say something, cause I had an experience here recently where somebody just violated it again. It's not just about overcoming objections. Uh, you know what, let's go back to the health and wellness. Sometimes when you've had that personal experience and you are, you believe, you know, it could help everybody and it probably could, you know, it's a health and wellness product and it, it would do anybody any good that you can get that mindset of your goal is to help everybody overcome their objections. You know, sometimes it's just not, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you first off, everybody out there, who's got such a product, you will increase your sales, uh, tenfold. If when you get that objection, you listen and you let that person know that you understand that you get it, agree with them. And sometimes, you know, you should be able to really agree with them to say, yeah, I had that objection once as well and affirm that objection. They're not idiots. That's a real valid ob- uh, objection. Uh, help them understand, commiserate with them, and then help them see another side of it. Help them get around that. But I, I've seen that. I think as we've got, we do, we're kind of at, a, at an uptick, I think, in health and wellness again and uh, people who are fervently selling Knowing that their product to benefit just about everyone, and they get a little too focused on overcoming objections, overcoming objections, overcoming objections, man, people got to go coming back to what John said. They got to know how much you care first. And you've got to, you got to give them some understanding at first, Tom thoughts.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it starts with. Uh, one of my good friends, his name is Dave Hurley, and he comes out of the cookware industry like dad, Beautiful. Uh, Dave has luster craft and kitchen craft, stainless steel, waterless cookware. Italian high-end stuff. Uh, if you've ever been to a fair or a home and garden show, yeah. <laughs> some place like that, you've probably seen it. So a number of years ago, I was with him, and, and uh, he was telling me about his top two, a couple that was like the number one sales team in the organization. And I said, well, tell me about them. And he said, well, they called in off of payphone. I mean, this was a few years ago. And they were basically homeless. I said, what was their story? And he said, well, they were missionaries. They came back from the field and they had nothing, right? They had no no roots here. They needed a job. They were starting off. And he said, in a very short amount of time, they were number one. And I said, well, what was their secret? And he said, oh, they just loved everybody who stood in front of them. Hmm. <laughs> I go, really? He goes, yeah, that's what they did. He said, now they gave a nice presentation, but everybody in our group gives a nice presentation. But these two loved everybody who stood in front of them.
1: A transference of feeling, as Zig Ziglar said. Evan Herman, this this is, this is a good one. He said, I sell solutions. I feel like the best way I can help people and love on them is to sell them solutions to their problems. I'm a real estate agent. While homes are the product, my services product, my services and how well I do them shows them love and care. I grew up my entire life wanting to be a pastor. I went and got a degree in theology. I find that God placed me in this marketplace ministry. I often find myself in the middle of people's crisis or in the middle of people's hopes and joys. I have learned to mourn with those that mourn and to rejoice with those that rejoice to be a listener so that I can carefully solve their problem or be a support, be supportive uh, while I walk with them through their hurt and pain until the appointed time for me to step out, all the while presenting the gospel through my actions and sometimes words, I have learned that at times God has placed me in front of people not to list or help them even by, uh, though that was the reason for the meeting. But God wanted life and His love spoken into their hearts and minds. Wow, <laughs> I should have I should have read that last. That's a that's like an anchor right there. That, that's. that's that's beautiful. Yeah,
2: that, it is. I mean, there's not much to add to that. Um, there, there's
1: not, I, I, I love that. You know, I, I was involved. I cut my teeth in business, uh, in the real estate and lending industry. And I love to hear a guy like this. I was in it and you know what? It wasn't something that I was passionate about, which is why I'm not in it today. Uh, I, I, I did a good job. I provided a good service, but man, I just, it wasn't in my heart for whatever. And Evan has found a place in that. I love that he grew up his entire life wanting to be a pastor. You know what? I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't mention this, my dad, uh, boy, I think I can even pull the guy's name out. My dad coached a guy eons ago. His name's Ronald. I'm going to have to type it in here in a minute. Make sure I got it right. I think it's Ronald Baldwin. Uh, this is in Nashville, Tennessee. And the guy was a pastor and he was not happy. Uh, but he wanted to serve God and thought that's the way he should go. So he had a, had a church and doing it, not happy. Uh, finally just was about at his wits end and got coaching with my dad, Dan Miller, 48 days, and they got into what he did enjoy. The guy liked to paint and they finally got him out of the church and got him painting. And at first he started just painting whatever he could paint, but his heart was painting pictures, pictures, you know, portraits, murals, whatever, uh, and he started painting. If you guys go today, I'll have to, I'll have to type it in here in a second. I don't know if I can talk, talk and type the same type. Ronald Baldwin. You know, here we go. I'm going to do it. Ronald Baldwin. the guy is a high end painter and he became in Nashville for a while known as, and he may still be the painter of music, right? Who's the Thomas Kim K We know him the painter of light. Baldwin was painter of music. And I remember this has probably been a decade ago when he sold his first painting for, uh, for five figures for 10,000 bucks. And he's gone on since then. And but the guy's testimony as he started to paint was I have never had more influence for God than I did uh than I have as a painter. He says not up on the pulpit Nowhere, He says, this is what God gave me the ability to do, the desire to do. And I end up in people's homes, just like what Evan talked about. I end up in their lives. I end up hearing about the intimate things in there that they're dealing with. And I get to minister with them while doing the thing that I most love. It just blew him away. And that was a testimony that I think my dad has used for ever since then. And it was one of the ones that stuck with me for so long. Where can you witness the most wherever God Has given you a calling and a passion. Wow. Yes. I'm I'm still trying to find him. I'm not finding him yet. I'll I'll find it. I'll find it here and uh, find the name for sure. Scott Stover. He says, I sell ease of mind. This is great. Ease of mind to those who wear shorts and sweatpants. I created a small device called the string buckle that makes it fast and easy to tie strings tight without the string buckle. Strings loosen throughout the day and make you worried. You might just slide down uh, your, your pants, putting you in an uncomfortable situation. So you can check it out at stringbuckle.com. Literal thing. You put a little picture on Facebook and it's, and I understand man. I've got sports pants and stuff like that there. You put a lot of faith in that little string up there. And the guy made a string buckle.
2: That is beautiful. Tom, we all need a string buckle. You know, and I think, uh, Scott, what an awesome thing is uh, when people tell me about their business, I'll start off with, well, what problem do you solve? Because it starts there. In, you know, uh, I won't get into the, the Hebrew of it, but Rabbi Lappin, uh, who I love, um, shared that in Hebrew, there's a couple of words for the word sell. And one of the Hebrew words literally means to look into the future of your prospect, anticipate a problem before they have it and then help them to avoid having the problem. Mm. I mean, that's a high moral calling. And so whether you're selling a home or a string buckle, uh, what you're doing is you're looking into the future of the person who's in front of you, who God put in front of you, and you're helping them avoid a problem before they have it. You're solving a problem. And so when you get excited about how that changes them, uh, that's a big deal.
1: That is a huge deal. Well, hey, while you were talking, I found it, RonaldBaldwinArt.com. And his tagline is, Painting Visual Life to Music. So there you go, folks. Great story. And uh, I don't know, he's got the about page here. I don't know if it goes through the early details that I told. But I've met the guy face-to-face and just such a great story. So if you're interested, go check it out. And it, uh, uh, Yeah, he goes from associate pastor to uh, being a painter. Well, one more here, Tom, Mandy Rubio. She says, I don't like to sell. I rather offer peace of mind with financial products. So often people are taken advantage of by the industry and hardworking families are stripped of their earnings and savings only to grow old with dependence on social security or other relatives. Our business model was founded on those principles to help everyone become and remain debt free and financially independent With a perk of being given a shot to work with us and become an agent and earn a six or seven figure income, helping others do the exact same. Well, hey, we are near and dear to the whole financial peace arena with our buddy, Dave Ramsey. And boy, I don't know if there's a guy who loves selling what he does more than that guy does. Uh, And what an impact. Yeah, to help people, health and wellness and finances, you kind of top tier items there, don't you think? Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
2: Uh, Absolutely. And you know, uh, what you said there is true. People don't like to be sold, but they love help buying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you go in with the attitude of, Hey, what is it that you need? What problems do you have? How can I help you solve that problem? You're really helping them to buy. And that's yeah. a different scenario than trying to sell something that they don't need. And then you look over at Dave Ramsey and this is where I scratch my head. I mean, this guy has changed the lives of, you know, tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Yeah, And he's solving problems left and right. And, his customer base has no money. Uh-huh. I mean, think about it. They're, they're, they're all in debt, struggling at the end of their rope saying what well, I've been doing isn't working. I got to do something different. And yet when I go to his conferences, uh, I'll, I'll see like a, my, you know, you see people in level one, right? They're just there. They're starting out. They've got all the hope, but they still got the fear in their step. Right. Yeah. Because they're so close to the edge. And then there's like the level two people, who they've got breathing room for the first time in decades. And then there's the level three people who the dream is right at their fingertips, right? Because they've got the financial stability to go and do what God created them to do. And then you've got the level four people who are giving back, Hmm. who out of the abundance of the blessing are doing more. And whenever you are selling something that you love that transforms a life like that has man, how good do you sleep at night Mm -hmm. knowing that? Yep. Uh,
1: You know, I I do want to just mention you saying that, that we are helping people, not trying to sell something, helping them buy. that. I think we, in our culture where there is so much information, there's so much calling for our attention that we get decision fatigue. And I find that people, I find it in myself. I'll talk first person here. I find it in myself. There's something, I actually have a need. I need this product or service and I go and I check it out and I abandon it so often because I'm just tired of making decisions. I don't know which one it is. Just forget it. And and a month goes by that if we can help people through that, as you said, Tom, help them buy and just realize that I think more and more people are just so tired. It's so hard to make a decision. There's so many options. There's so many questions And they don't know what to trust, which is why they come to, you know, why we have a a podcasting right now where advertising is going through the roof because people want to find folks they trust who they believe will be offering, promoting products and services that are really legit. Uh, which like here on Ziegler, we, every week I have to vet about 20 new advertisers say we would, would we advertise it or not? And I probably accept about 30% of them. The rest, I say, no, I don't understand it. I don't know it. I don't believe in it. Uh, whatever. Uh, so just another thing to keep in mind, well, Hey, I hope this show helped a lot of people look at the product or service you've got, look at it differently and, uh, either really grasp and engage in, you know, that, you know, that you do love it and to really embrace that more. Or like you said, Tom, to look at a bigger picture, step back. And maybe it's not the the end result of that product or service, but it's the company and what it does and how it helps people overall or helps the community or helps the employees or whatnot. Find that area that you're passionate about. So
2: that you can care for people better. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yep, Kevin. It's always uh, a blessing to do these shows with you. Uh, you know, the reviews continue to to uh, they're just awesome. And uh, for those of out there uh, who are maybe you're a longtime listener to the podcast or brand new, uh, Kevin has been the host for how many years now? I think three and a half now. Yeah, really reinvented the podcast uh because it had kind of gone on autopilot for many years and then we didn't have new episodes coming out but staying relevant and aware of the needs of our ever-changing society and culture without uh compromising on the principles and values that we know to be true so kevin just a, a high five here for you and all the work that you do uh if you're a kevin fan like i am uh, leave him a, leave him a, an iTunes review. I'd love to uh, see that get lit up.
1: Tom, thank you, brother. That's why I love you. You encourage me. I will now walk out of the room a couple inches higher. <laughs> Thanks brother. Thank you. All right. Well, friends, I truly hope you got inspired for what you are selling or motivated to get involved with the product service or message that you can fully get behind, whether you're selling it from the front lines or supporting it in another way, both are of equal value. If you got value from this show, would you let us know and leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher for the Ziggler show and mention this show if you would. Coming up next in show number 621, we're back with our guest from show 619, Pete Vargas, the man who wants you to own your stage. We walk through the seven spokes in the Ziggler wheel of life and hear Pete's healthy habits. Always a fun show. Until then friends, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.